The following is a message from Wellsprings Congregation. So in the days after the terrorist attack on 9-11, one of the art teachers in the school I was teaching in offered an after-school retreat for anyone interested in coming to her classroom uh, doing art as a way to respond to what had occurred. Uh, I had been teaching there for about three years then, and I ate lunch with her every day, and uh, I'd always enjoyed art uh, classes. I uh, took several in high school and a couple in college and even considered at one point to have uh, do something in that field as my career. Uh, and so I went to the space for a retreat. And uh, I don't recall what art we practiced. Uh, I don't recall how many people showed up for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I do recall the space of her classroom and uh, the big art tables, uh, the easels, uh, a kiln in the back room, uh, student work uh, adorning the walls, hanging from the ceiling. Uh, the art was a way for us to get out of our heads and uh, find some um, uh, solace in each other's company. So um, the other interesting aspect of this was that uh, she is a Quaker. And so both uh, during lunch and uh, during this time, we were able to engage in discussion about what had happened. And at the time, uh, I was still in the Army Reserve, and I I had no idea if I would get mobilized or or what would occur with my unit. Uh, But um, more importantly, being in that space uh, enabled conversations and a bridging of different viewpoints over what our nation's response could or should be. So um, when I learned of the theme for this uh, message series, I was reminded how drawing and art seemed to be something that I had set aside and was something that maybe I could and should come home to. Uh, And that rekindling that practice could be a new spiritual practice for me. Um, and as I thought more about it, the memory of uh, being in her classroom during that time came up for me as well, uh, how that space felt and uh, what it could mean for me now uh, and how such an activity could help me find some stillness. So um, what makes a spiritual practice? If you've been around Wellsprings for any length of time, you likely have had conversation with somebody about spiritual, your spiritual practice. Uh, how you do it, what is it, uh, what it looks like, how, what's your commitment to it, uh, what does that look like for you, uh, doing something on your, as your own spiritual practice. So, uh, and for me, it was the same. So after attending sporadically here, um, what turned me into a regular attender and then a member was uh, taking the springboard of running as a spiritual practice that Ted Howe offered uh, about five years ago now. And I was hooked. It combined running, something I uh, already loved, with spirituality, which is which was something that I was uh, seeking. And uh, five years later, here I am. So there's a lot of tools that you can use in a spiritual practice. Uh, yoga, mindfulness, cooking, running, more, a lot of different items. Uh, the ideas behind such a practice are simple yet powerful. What is it that you do with intentionality? What is it that you do with regularity? What is it that you do with any depth? What's this tool that enables you to slow down, to pay attention, to focus, uh, or to empty? 
And I think this is important to consider too. Uh, the act is the tool and it shapes you. Uh, but what tool you use over your uh, life will vary uh, and uh, allow it to change over time because each one can teach you something about yourself, can teach you something about others, and it can teach you about your, your own spirituality. So let me read to you a passage from uh, one of the books suggested for this message series, uh, Everyday Spiritual Practice. And in a chapter about balance, the Unitarian Universalist minister, Susan Manker Seal writes, the deep meaning of spirituality is breath. Breath is the taking in of life-giving essence from the world around us and the release in turn of life-giving essence. It is a metaphor for our interdependencies, the fact that we change and are changed by our environment in a continuous play of creation. Spiritual practices are aimed at helping us understand that connectedness, to sense our oneness to the end that our yearning is appeased in actuality. So creating art can make that space to enable you to find your breath, to find your center, to find your balance. But what distinguishes the making of art as a spiritual practice compared to the making of art as a hobby or a pastime? I think the key aspect here is intentionality. You can create art with regularity and with some degree of depth as your skill improves, but what's your intention when you sit down with the sketch pad or the easel? Setting that intentionality before your session, it makes this a very powerful practice. You may engage in different practices over your life, but when you approach drawing with the intention of being awake to the everyday divine, to seek your breath and center, then it becomes a spiritual practice. And this intentionality enables the spiritual to enter the daily, more mundane world. Spirituality is not just the province of those cloistered apart from the world. Finding your regular practice, approaching it with intentionality and depth, that enables you to experience this needed aspect of your life. I believe it makes us whole. Maybe you grew up in a tradition in which spirituality was uh, once a week, and that was that, and the rest of the week, that was something we do on Sundays or whatever day of the Sabbath was for you. Uh, or spirituality was only done by those uh, who left the world for some sort of monastic experience. But uh, ours is a tradition in which the divine is with us daily uh, in all of our experiences and moments, if we are awake to it. And I have to say that while a part of me used to like the idea of maybe being that sort of hermit monk away from the world, uh, the past 10 months of pandemic lockdown have kind of changed my thinking on the matter. Uh, one of the things I learned in preparing this message is the origins of the word worship, uh, which and it has some bearing here. It appears that the words derive from the old English words, we are which means worth or value, uh, and sheepen, probably not saying it either those words correctly, uh, which means to shape. So engaging in worship then is to shape something of value. 
And this seems to fit when we are making art because we are shaping the page when we draw. We are shaping the clay in our hands at the pottery wheel. We're shaping the colors when we paint or weave. And if we have the intentionality, we are shaping our spiritual life. We are becoming whole. So compared to other practices, making art as a spiritual practice allows for a deep touch, and a deep tactile response. Our fingers are incredibly sensitive. And when you're blending pastels or throwing clay or painting, it activates something beyond just your mind. And it gives you immediate feedback in a way that other practices may not do. And as you go deeper and further into the practice, the more you're able to notice how you respond to it. So if you practice meditation, you may have done body scan type exercises uh, in which you draw your attention to individual parts of your body. Uh, when drawing, uh, especially when you're using pastels or, or charcoal or similar things, um, this is very readily done. I notice how it feels in my hands, uh, how the amount of pressure I exert uh, changes what the page looks like. Uh, using my fingers as a tool to blend the colors or, or um, you know, shade the objects I'm trying to draw. It helps me become more fully present in that moment. And that seems to be ultimately what a spiritual practice enables you to do, being present. So what I want to do next is to help us all become more present through art. So the neat thing about the message this month uh, the neat thing about the message is that last month, <laughs> members of Wellsprings got these very lovely care packages. And if you mi missed the uh, making of behind the scenes video, um, you really do need to check that out uh, on the YouTube channel. And uh, don't, go, don't go see it now. Look at it later. But, you know, you do need to check it out. It's, it's a hoot. Um, so in the care package was this very lovely blank notebook, right? Blank, no lines. Um, and I really love notebooks. Unlined, line, graph paper, what have you. I, I got to say, if it's lined, it's got to be college ruled. That's just the way it is. Sorry. Um, but this one is really nice because it is unlined, okay? Okay. Uh, doesn't matter which direction, sideways, top to bottom. Um, you can write a note. You can draw something, crayons, markers, what have you. Uh, you can make an airplane, do some origami. The possibilities are really endless. Um, so I'm going to use this and a pen. And maybe you have a favorite pen or pencil like me, but maybe you don't. But you just need something that will write. Um, and I want to share with you a simple practice. Uh, it's, this is closer to a mindfulness exercise that uh, involves drawing rather than a drawing practice first, if that makes sense. So um, take a moment, have your piece of paper uh, and pencil or pen. I'm going to turn my notebook sideways like this. And uh, what we're going to do is follow our breath with the pen. Here's I have the uh, pad in landscape style on its side. And uh, this is simple. We're just going to uh, find a comfortable upright posture. Your feet firmly on the ground. 
if you're sitting, this is about connecting with your breath uh, through drawing. You want to start about halfway down the page, and you're just going to really just inhale and move up, move the pen up the page. And when you exhale, go down. So you inhale up, and exhale down. We're following our breath. We inhale up. Exhale down. This is simple. We're helping regulate our nervous system. And exhale as you go down. This is an image of what our, we are experiencing with our breath. This could be a different way of meditation for you or mindfulness. We inhale up. And we exhale down. We feel the pen against the paper. We feel it in our hands. We're just breathing in. And breathing out. We're just breathing in. And breathing out. If your mind goes somewhere else, that's okay. Just go back to where the pen is. Focus on your breath. And this is something you can do, maybe if you're like me and you tend to just look at screens all day and talk to people and text and type words. You know, this returns us to something a little bit more analog. And we exhale. This is vinyl, not digital. And we exhale down. This can help us regain. We inhale up. And we exhale down. Maybe this is something you can do each morning when you get up. Or maybe each night before you go to bed. Or maybe during the day. We exhale, we go down. Recentering ourselves is important. And we exhale down. This can serve as double duty. You can do this as a self-care exercise. Part of a routine it reminds us that we are all here and present. It's finding our moment. And we exhale down. And we can pause. And so that a little bit of drawing meditation exercise for us today. So how does this connect to us as Wellspringers? I would suggest that making art uh, relates to our Wellsprings DNA. We talk about how the divine is available to us in the holiness of our everyday experiences. Bringing your attention to what's there with you each day helps. And the older I get, the more I realize that the quotidian world, uh, this everyday world, is really uh, can be a source of great spirituality 
if you are awake to it. It's like the well-known Thich Nhat Hanh quote, when you are doing the dishes, do the dishes. Be there now. Be present to what is in front of you. Don't think about what you want it to look like or what it was in the past, but be awake to the possibility of what is present in front of you and within you. And that's where art and drawing can come in, because if you take an art class of any sort, uh, you're likely, you know, drawing class, you're likely going to be asked to draw some really mundane object that you see every day. Maybe you don't pay any attention to it at first. Uh, so recently I took an online class with the Philly Art Center, um, and I spent about three or four weeks uh, you know, in that class drawing the same uh, small array of three candles, uh, little Christmas candles uh, arrayed on a table. And uh, imagine how much I learned about those candles during that time. Uh, each uniquely shaped and shadowed uh, the glass of the one candle container, trying to capture its highlights and the, the shadows within it, uh, getting lost a bit in, in all of that, getting lost in figuring out how to uh, make the shadows of, of this pine cone candle look the way I wanted it to look. Um, and then consider how that carries over when you are not making art. Uh, you can begin to recognize the beauty that is always there in front of you if you're awake to the possibility. So for our last exercise, what I'd like to do is for you to have a notebook or paper, pencil or pen, something to draw with, and pick an object that you would like to focus on. And we're going to take a few minutes to sketch out what we see. Okay, so for this last drawing, um, we have our day-to-day -day object, so candle. You can kind of see, like, so we have some shadows here where the lights are, the highlights, uh, a different color top. And what I'm going to put over here, you're not going to be able to see it, but I can for us to draw. And then I have my pad sitting out, all ready to go. Boom. However you want to put it, you can do it land portrait style, landscape style. I'm going to do a landscape just because. So, and... Um, I'm going to use pens so you can see it. Um, and I want you to approach this with the confidence of a small child, a four-year-old, who's just been given a brand new set of markers and crayons and a big old piece of paper, and they're ready to go to town because they have beginner's mind. They're, they know they're artists, and so are you. The end, the end product really matters much less than the process here. So... Um, sometimes it's easier to start with kind of like what, what's called a gestural drawing where you just kind of like just so just kind of get the pr proportions right. You know, you just kind of, you know, drawing some circles here. We have the sides of the of the glass container. We have a simple little bottom and then we can then work a little bit more on that. And while you draw, um, you're going to see some time lapse videos of some of the things that I did during the course of my drawing class recently, I guess. And uh, I'm kind of putting myself out there because my profession is definitely not artist. Um, uh, my profession is something other than that. And I know some of you are real artists with a capital A. And uh, so I'm 
being a little bit vulnerable here. So um, there we go. While you're doing this, you want to, you want to kind of look at the object more than the uh, your pencil and paper. Uh, that and you want to imagine like, okay, that is flowing within um, from the drawing to my pencil and paper, so that I have a sense of what it is. And that way, you just kind of let your mind do it, and you be present. You want to think about how the pen feels in your hand, how the pencil feels in your hand. Is it chalk? Is it pastel? Is it a crayon? Is it a, a marker? Is it skinny? Is it fat? Is it thick? Think about the sound that the pen is making on your paper. Think about your feet on the ground. You're being present. Maybe you're imagining Bob Ross. He's talking about little happy accidents because that's the attitude we need. Maybe you want to draw uh, Bernie's mittens. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If you get stuck, if you don't like how it looks, that's okay. Tear out the page. Start anew. That's the presence part. That's the part, just like in meditation. You get off track, that's okay. Come back to it and revisit it again. So thank, for you, thank you for sticking with this and with me during this message, maybe a little silly, maybe a little serious. My wish for you today is that you see the beauty of the everyday things and you find your own stillness. May you live in blessing. Amen. Will you pray with me? God of our understanding, divine creative spark that drew the world and all the creatures within it into being, we scribe our prayers of gratitude upon the universe. We color our worship with joy and love. We sculpt our hands and hearts into those that heal. We weave our souls and spirits into the interconnected whole. And we say thank you for letting us see the beauty of everyday things, to be present, to be awake to those experiences. For the prayers I've spoken and the prayers unspoken, but on the hearts of all those here, I say amen. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.